This is a podcast by Queries on Sin. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin, Australia's only queer radio station. Station? A whole station now, everyone. Queer radio show for youths. By youths as well. Okay. So, today we've got a great show coming up. But first, I just want to intro myself. I am Emily. I am 22 years old. My pronouns are she, her, and I am aromantic and asexual. And I am joined by... Patty, who is also the EP for Loud and Queer this season. This season? This year? (laughs) Um, (laughs) You probably know my voice constantly if you were listening to it last season because it was just little old me. Patty, I'm 21. Halibi. Pronouns they, them. Life is great. Life is great. <laughs> life, is life great. is great. <laughs> <Life> is, <laughs> sarcastically, life is great. The theme of this season has been breakdown, I believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but if you're out there listening, you can follow our socials on Twitter and Instagram at SinLoud as well. Hey, Em, what's coming up yeah. in today's show? Oh, what's coming up in today's show is the news whip, as always. We've also got a second segment talking edumacation or education Mm. as it's said correctly, which will be especially of interest to the kids out there still in high school. And as always, we also have froth or not at the very end and banging music throughout. Yes. It sounds like an excellent show. It's always an excellent show. I'm very keen for it. I'm keen for froth or not (laughs) because I know what your froth is and I'm very (laughs) excited about it. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a great frost. Right. Well, before then, we're going to be listening to Don't Let a Good Girl Down by Thelma Plum. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That was Thelma Plum with Don't Let a Good Girl Down. That was a tongue tie. <laughs> You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. And just now it's time for the news whip, which is going to be a bit different. This week, we're just going to talk about one new story because I feel like it's super important we talk about this because it just relates to everyone, I reckon. So Mm. I found this new story. The headline was menstruating men and non-binary people are being recognised in a long overdue period care campaign that highlights trans and intersex people as well as cis women. So this new campaign is going to be run by the menstrual brand Calais, Calais, I can't say that. It's I've been Kalali. trying to say it. Kalali. Kalali, yeah. is telling the whole bloody truth about periods, um, noting research that shows that two-thirds of people who don't feel their period experience is shown in media or advertising. And before I think we continue on, if this does bring up anything for anyone, you can call Clear Life on 1-800-184-527 or they also have an online chat from 3pm to midnight on their website. Yeah, more in the article they speak about it as they urge the industry to change the narrative on periods they're giving a voice to those who have previously been ignored by telling 13 stories of 13 different people who menstruate. And that's pretty much the gist of the article and what it's about. And yeah, it's, it's, it was a really interesting read. I think that's a really great thing they're promoting. I think this one comes from, this comes from the UK, so it's really interesting to hear this and know that something is actually being done around menstruation and periods and hopefully like the stigma around it because 
for some reason there's so much stigma around this issue and yeah yeah it's just ridiculous how much there is out there and I think a lot of people forget as well that like one thing a repeating thing that came up within the article when they were on the interviews of the people they were saying like a period has always been labeled as womanhood which isn't accurate for someone who is trans or gender diverse like it's also not really accurate for a lot of people out there yeah like cis and not cis on the basis that like a lot of us like my personally i started my period when i was 13 years old i ain't no woman at 13 no like it's no one is a weird thing i wasn't yeah. Yeah, it's not womanhood. It's it's the end of like your prepubescent stage of your life. <laughs> 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 like yeah. So I I am all for a reframing of how we discuss periods and I would love for it to be way more inclusive because I feel like there's like one narrative of how people experience periods. Yeah. And like if you don't experience it like that, then you're being weird. and it's like I feel like also in ads and like movies and things it gets portrayed in a really weird way to what it's supposed what it's actually like especially like in advertisements for it and I'm like I don't feel like that at all that is definitely I don't know anyone who actually feels that way about when they get their period and they just want to run through a field and do stuff like no thank you yeah it's just like just please I want to I want to lay down have a day just let me have a day because that's the other thing is that like I feel like I one I rarely ever see periods in like media that's not advertising for period products that's one thing um the amount of times I've watched like movies where it's like the post-apocalypse and then you've got our characters going for months and I'm like how are they dealing with their menstruation like, is that a it thing? It doesn't exist in... <laughs> it doesn't exist. Like, what a world. Happen, and then your uterus lighting is like, you know what? You know what? I'll stay here. Thank I'll you. I'll just take I a don't break. Enjoy that. <laughs> you deal with life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and then um, also, yeah. The, I think last year or the year before that, I can't remember what year it was, but there was that ad about like normalising like periods and it was like that tv ad where it was showing like what it was like and it was like images of like blood and pads like in the bathrooms and things like that (laughs) and like there was a lot of controversy around it because everyone got really cranky about how they had to see that on their tv and it's like what about everyone who has to deal with it and see it on a monthly basis yeah and get shunned for it or you know feel like they can't talk about it yeah, because that's the thing. It's such a shaming thing, which yeah. I never understood. Like, I remember, especially when I was younger, before I got the hang of having a period, like, you'd always have those leaks. And you have yeah. them now, like, when your period goes, hey, guess what? Surprise. Suffer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I remember being so embarrassed, like, when I did leak. And it's just like, why? Like, it's just a natural thing. And... I feel like it's all about the shame around it. And that shame is like heightened when you're not like a cis woman having a period, like especially Mm. trans men. Like one thing that I'd like to see is that in men's bathrooms, there need to be 
like places to put the used pads and tampons. Yeah. Right. Because like, what the hell are they supposed to do with that? Like put them back in their like bags and wait till they get home to dispose of it? Like that's so unhygienic. Yeah. But like also on the line of that is like, like looking at through like union placement and stuff what I'm doing. I was like looking at homelessness and things around that. Like people, I feel like it's a big thing people forget about. And it's like, homeless people will still get their period and it's a big issue because like they're out on the streets or they don't have like stable housing where they are safe to be in and it's like they're having to deal with this as well at the same time of being vulnerable and I feel like a lot of places like forget about that that's a thing because you think homeless oh they're just sleeping rough but you don't think about those out there who are like having to deal with their periods and needing yeah. to save places like of going to like of having like access to maybe like running water and a toilet and a bathroom and like maybe like a shower and that as well and clean clothes and underwear and I feel like that's a big thing that keeps getting forgotten forgotten about and like I know there's some places like in Melbourne who are like they're dedicated to helping those like homeless women and homeless gender diverse people who get their periods and helping them out and I know through uni what my placement is we're doing like a mini project on creating high like doing something around creating hygiene and sedentary item packs for young people who are homeless and a lot of the wording it's really based towards females only and I'm just kind of like reading that I'm like what about the trans people what about the gender diverse people and Especially because trans people, yeah. like, they're more likely to be homeless because yeah. of, like, the stigma around being trans. Like, such a high portion of the homeless population is trans or gender diverse or queer in some other way. And it's, like, to write them out of the narrative of menstruation is yeah. so harmful, especially yeah. for things designed for homeless people. Exactly. So I think a lot of the wording needs to change out there around when talking about this issue or this topic or whatever it is like you know stop being like we need to stop like just assume like oh yeah it's just females only and be like no yeah. hang on there are people out there like who have uteruses like it's not you know yeah yeah and like I think also framing it as just a woman's thing too as yeah. well as being harmful to trans people and gender diverse people it's also very harmful for like women who are cis who don't experience menstruation because that's also a thing. Like everyone yeah. is there are, like women who live in poverty often don't experience regular periods because they just don't have the nutrition mm. required to have them. And you've got women who for some reason or other have had to have surgeries or they've been had an illness, which has taken the ability for them to menstruate away and then there's like yeah a whole host of reasons why anyone who identifies as a woman may not menstruate and a whole host of reasons why someone who doesn't identify as a woman does menstruate so connecting menstruation inherently with being a woman is just so exclusionary and even if like you're a transphobe who wants to do it to be exclusionary 
you're not just excluding trans people. You're not just excluding gender diverse people. You're also excluding cis women. And I don't understand why people struggle so hard just to be like people who menstruate. Like it's not. I think it's like, it comes back to that stigma around it. And people just don't think about it because it's like, oh, I don't have to deal with it that much or I don't really care or just like having those mindsets where it's like you need to think about others because like it's a it is it's a, it's a global thing like everyone out there with the uterus will have a period of like menstruate or you like know what it's like to have a uterus yeah that was a weird way to put it but like <laughs> that was a weird point it's like fun to go over our uterus you know like, like, our uteri <laughs> oh my god is that the plural <laughs> oh my god i wish it was it's a fun word to say <laughs> but like you know like it's it's a global thing like it's everywhere around the world it's not just one country it's it's everywhere yeah and i think people just kind of forget that when they live in their little world of like oh this is what it's like for me and not think about how it might be for someone else out there who's doing it a bit more tough or someone out there who's got those health issues yeah god i just I'm not a fan of exclusion on this show no. i've worked out <laughs> <laughs> that's what loud and queer is here for it's here to talk yes. about groups being excluded and mm-hmm. to be like hey stop that <laughs> stop it <laughs> we're here to call out the world <laughs> I'm calling everyone out because, yeah, this also does tie into a discussion that we've also had about, like, just exclusionary rhetoric being inherently anti-woman in all the ways you can be anti-woman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh. Our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we'll leave that conversation there. I know we can talk about this forever. There's a whole lot of different tangents we could go on talking about this but just say if anything did come up for you that was a bit negative you can call q life on white hundred one eight four five two seven. they also have an online chat from 3 p.m to midnight or you can also call lifeline on 13 11 14 or kids helpline on white hundred five five one eight hundred. now we'll throw to another song this is because i love you by montaigne you're listening to loud and queer on sin that was Bloodline by Jess Hitchcock. And before you heard Because I Love You by Montaigne, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. I'm Emily and I'm joined by Patty and we're about to talk about how the Australian school system is failing our queer kids. You thought it was going to be light. You heard my tone and you were like, this is going to be fun. No. <laughs> no, it's no, not. No, it won't be. Today is not a fun day on Loud and Queer. <laughs> it's never a fun day on Loud and Queer. We try to no. make it fun. But we then do. We get sad. I know. Just <laughs> often, that's why we do froth or not because we that's have why... to make everything <laughs> better. Got to hold on to froth or not. It's all. Yeah. It's all. Sorry, it was so dark today. Have some positive. Some positive have things. Positive. Positive. Have a froth. Have a froth. Have a knot, maybe. We'll yeah. See. Anyway, <laughs> you continue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We will continue now. This is something that's been in my mind for like the longest time because, believe it or not. I finished high school. Like, I did that. That's something I've done. Me and too. Also ch- oh my god! Look at oh that. My god, I finished school too. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, 
I've also been a high school tutor, so I tutor high school students, and I've done that for about four years now. So I've never left the high school system. I just transitioned from Western Australia to Victoria within my high school experience, I guess. And the entire time, right? So that's five years of high school because yeah, high school mm. starts in WA, well, at least at my time in year eight. So I didn't have six years, I had five years. Yeah. And then also um, four years of high school in tutoring. And the queer content is lacking. Yes. And it's not just, it's not just like lacking in like, oh, we need more queer science or something. Like, no, it's lacking because we don't have queer like sex ed. Like mm. we do a whole sex ed course, but we never talk really about, mm like the queer side of it um we have history lessons where we talk about the history of australia like yeah 11 12 you have a history unit for australia and somehow we never mention anything about the gay liberation movement at all like i remember yeah. learning about the 60s the 1960s and i'm like okay we learn about women's liberation we've learned about communism like stuff we learned about like Vietnam War, we learn about this, this, and this, but we managed to never once learn about queer history. And mm. like, it was so sh sucky, right? Because my year 12 history teacher was gay, but he could only teach the curriculum. But he was a gay man that was like born in the 60s. So it's like, it would have been nice to have him be able to teach that history yeah. to us. And then also in English, and this is one that grinds my gears as someone that I have an English degree from university, English literature wasn't my thing, and it's what I tutor, but there are no texts on the approved text list for school that are explicitly queer. Mm. Um, the one you kind of get is there is a single short story in a series of short stories that you can do. Um, shout out to Ashes, you're a great short story, love you bud. Um, but yeah, that's the one. And then when it comes to the authors, there are queer authors, right? But queer authors from a time before it was okay to be queer. So there were closeted queer authors and somehow you never get it mentioned that they're queer. Shout out to Shakespeare. They were best King. friends. They were best <laughs> friends. And yeah, and it's just like, how can you talk about Hamlet, which is an approved text, but not mention the queer subtext. Oh, it's because we're not going to mention that Shakespeare was queer. When I tutor it, I always mention that. I always go, oh, by the way, Shaky Boy was queer. Shaky Boy had a boyfriend. But that's just not mentioned at all. And, like, we get really deep into, like, the historical context mm -hmm. of Shakespeare when we study him. We get very deep into the context of every author that we do. I've had people talk about like an author's wife, if they're a man or husband, if they're a woman, but never about the queer partners that they may have had. And it's just really frustrating because then what you end up getting is a kid who has managed to go the full 12 years in Australia's education system, come out the other side mm. and not know anything about queer people or queer life. Like, Speaking to my own experience of queerness, I had to find that stuff out for myself. Like yeah, I had I... no idea my sexuality existed, right? Until I was 16 years of age. And then I wasn't able to find out about it until I saw it on like a chat forum that was being extraordinarily like aphobic. 
So that was a bad introduction to my sexuality when really there should have been a sex ed class that was like, we're going to teach you about like girl boy sex, but also by the by, that's not the only option. <laughs> I, I remember, I think it was year nine house. That's when they really introduced like the sex ed stuff. At my school anyway, don't know about anyone else's school, but like in my school, like it was year nine. And I just remember hating yeah. it because they were like, here's the female anatomy. Here's the male anatomy. Here's a condom. And that was it. Yeah. Pretty much. And then we just moved on to like STDs and then drug use and alcohol safety. And it was like, that's all we did. And I just kind of remember just constantly hating it because I just yeah. felt like I wasn't learning anything for myself as a queer person or just being like confused about things and just being like, but what if I don't want to have sex with yeah. a man and like, I want to do it. Like, what if I end up with a girl and I don't know what to do? And like, that was like, the yeah. moment of like I don't like this class anymore. And then I was like, okay, fine. I failed the test because I didn't pay attention in that whole subject anyway. And I was like, year 10, I was like, okay, maybe things will be different in year 10. I'm a bit more queer, a bit more queer, a bit more open, a bit more ready to fight the teachers on things. And like, it didn't even come up in health to do with it. They were like, let's talk about road safety because you guys are going to learn how to drive soon. <laughs> let's talk about more about like alcohol and drug safety because you guys are old. You know, yeah. that was what we did. Oh, it was like, okay, let's look at health and exercise. Let's look at the food pyramid. And I'm like, alrighty, it's just a very dull class now and nothing's being done. <laughs> like, and then like year 10 history, it was like, that's when we got taught a lot about like Australia's history. Yeah. And um, again, it was like, yeah, we learned about the aftermath of World War I remember we learned about like the aftermath of World War Two. We learned about um, the First Nations people and getting their their rights during the nineties. We learned about like I don't remember what else we learned about, but like that's what we did. Oh yeah, like something else, but like nothing was ever queer. And every assignment we got, there was either like a free topic of choice. I remember one one was an essay. And we had to write about a liberation movement during the 60s. And I think a lot of people chose, like, the same easy topic to yeah. do that we just, like, probably talked about two minutes ago in class. And I'm like, no, I'm going to make this queer. And that's when I was, like, learning and writing about the Stonewall riots and the fight for equality for the gay community and just, like, all that general thing. I just, like, wrote a whole essay about it and gave it to my teacher and that was it really like there was no mention of it in class like they didn't say anything to me they're like yeah what a good essay yeah and it's like I wrote a whole thing I had to research and find out on everything myself and then you're just gonna give it back to me and be like oh good job yeah they're like hey you actually went out of your way found something that we haven't even mentioned in this classroom and wrote a whole essay on it. And then, 
Yeah. And then from I there, like... I think, and then from there, I was like, I'm going to learn everything I can about queer history because I'm a history nerd. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I did it. And then, like, every essay and thing since then was always targeted around something to do with queer history and gay <laughs> liberation. And I was like, yeah, I'm the queer person. I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's all I've ever done. Like, I just remember, like, from that moment from school, I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, there was and so like, much to learn. And, like, that brings in a whole other issue with the lack of queer content in our education system. Mm. Because, yeah, as queer people, we did that. Like, as an English nerd, I sought out books by queer people and about queer things, right? Um, you did it with history. Everyone has reached out. Every queer person has reached out to find out more. What about the non-queer kids? They did not. They never would. The only queer content that most of my non-queer friends have like witnessed, like have seen, mm. have engaged with, has been queer content that I've put into their hands. Right? Yeah. I've had to like literally go, no, watch this thing or no, read this thing for yeah. them to interact with it because they don't seek it out the way that I do or the way that you yeah. do. They kind of just like, if it's there, they'll see it, but they won't actively go looking for it. Exactly. And so that's a good then, point of like the queer content is being made for queer people and being aimed at them, where it should be really aimed at everyone. So everyone can yeah. know about it and if, see it and learn. Yeah, because that's where intolerance comes from. That's where the yeah. phobias, like homophobia, transphobia, that's where it all comes from. From this not knowing, simply not knowing. And how can they know? Like if you're born to like non-queer parents in a completely non-queer family and you're raised yourself not being queer you come out the other side how the hell are you supposed to have any idea about what it is to be queer what it is to be gay what it is to be bi or pan or trans or ace or Mm. any of that you just can't you physically can't without actively seeking it out which you would never ever do so that's where the homophobia really starts, where the transphobia starts, mm. this ignorance. And this ignorance starts in the school classroom. Because, because it's not being taught about. It's not being taught. If you only mm. ever learn about it through your homophobic parents, yeah. you're stuffed. And that yeah. can be really damaging. Extremely damaging. Well. And that's just how the cycle of just stigma and the cycle of discrimination continues yeah like maybe like if they talked about it more in class like maybe more young people would be better off where it's actually been like taught and it's normalized within the school curriculum and it's not something that people feel like they need to hide because like it's no it's it's never talked about within schools like maybe parents will have a better understanding because like you know it's been taught and like maybe the kids would take home stuff and if maybe the parents minds will change because like you know they might see the kids work that they're doing or like you know they might hear about oh yeah we had to write an essay today on this yeah you know like maybe like maybe maybe not maybe but like we also have to remember that it's not accidental that these things don't exist within the curriculum it was very much born out of a culture of homophobia that's been around since you know the dawn of Christianity and it's been like anytime there has been an attempt to introduce it to the curriculum, there's been massive pushback by conservative groups. And as we have a conservative government, I doubt 
fully yeah. that we'll see any queer stuff enter the curriculum. Yeah. But here's hoping for the future. Yeah, like I mean, they have tried many times in the past. There was the Safe Schools program that was going to be really good. It was going to go into schools. It was going to teach kids about general homophobia and like you know what to do to be a supportive friend if anyone does come out to you and like just general terminology about you know what the LGBT stands for and that just got a lot of backlash it got a lot of hate a lot of people were complaining about it there was a lot of lies about what the program was actually doing it was extremely damaging it was terrible it was a terrible time for everyone involved in that sector and it was just yeah, it was just bad. I just remember it just being really, really bad. And I remember being at school when it was happening and being like, not talking to like about being stuff and just hearing stories how the parents would be calling up the school bit demanding their child would not be taught this program. Because yeah. like, that's how, it's like there were homophobic people at my high school. Obviously probably didn't know them because they were in my year level or classes don't know who they were but like you know they were there in my like my community you know and that's that's always like a bit of a scary thought as well because like here I am going around the school doing all these things actively knowing there's someone out there who hates me based on my sexuality and identity yeah which is just absolutely awful Mm. that's not a safe environment for a child to be in no it's not a safe environment to learn in no, and I think something in there definitely needs to change. And I think everything you've said is super important and relevant. Oh, thank you. As well. <laughs> you, have a lot of good, think... you, you have a lot of good points. And I'm like, yes. I say that about myself yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think yes. we'll end that conversation there. Yeah, feel free to send us your thoughts, though, yes. on our Sats and Loud on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. And, of course, to lighten the mood, because we love lighting the mood after we bring we it all the way We down. do. We're so sorry. <laughs> we <just laughs> have some bad thoughts and here's some terrible things that are going on, but no. Um, yeah. Ooh. Lighting it up with some ooh. Christmas ooh. in July by Alex the Astronaut. New Can song, new it's album. New song from Alex the Astronaut. Album comes out next month. The theory of absolutely nothing. I think mm. I, that's probably wrong, but I think it's right. <laughs> I'm not going to double check We tried for the shout out. Sorry, Alex. Absolutely nothing. Oh my gosh. No, that can be my froth. Oh, I got a froth now. <laughs> so anyway, new Love song, it. Christmas Spoilers. in July. It's super cute. Wow. So good. I love it so much. Um, anyway, so here you are. This is Alex the Astronaut, Christmas in July. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That was Kiss the Sky by Paul Shop. And before that, you heard the new song, Christmas in July, from Alex, the astronaut. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. I'm Patty, and I'm joined with Emily. And now it's Ooh. time for Froth or Not, which I'm yes. very excited about this week. Yes. And it wasn't last week. I sounded very tired last week. I know that. <laughs> so, Emily, what's, what's been going on? Um, okay. So I'm in a transitional period of my life, as yes, we all know. From yeah, because I of course have finished my master's degree. You know, Ooh. I'm out in the world, and when I have a change, I like doing I like doing something, but I can't do anything. 
because of COVID. Mm. Um, because yeah, lockdown, love it. So I was like, what's one thing I can do to make a big change mm. without leaving my house? Well, I will be leaving my house. Sorry, everyone, but it's mm. an essential service apparently <laughs> because I'm getting a haircut. Yay. And it's drastic. It's going, I'm going to cut off all my hair. Yay. And to get like a fringe, like bangs. Yeah. Fully. We and support then, bangs. And then I'm going to dye it dark brown. Yes. This is, this is both my froth and my not because Ooh. it could be cool, but it could also be disgusting. But also, so if it's disgusting, it's a knot. If it's cool, it's a froth. <laughs> okay, but also, it doesn't matter if it's bad because you'll be stuck lockdown. at home anyway. <laughs> so no one's going to see. And oh, my housemates will see. My housemates will see and they'll bully me. <laughs> hats. I'll come fight them for you. I'm like, no. <laughs> Thank you. Bangs are but amazing yeah. and you don't hate bangs because <laughs> I love my bangs when I had them before they terribly grew out. And I really want them back. I really want my mullet back. It's all I want. But I just... (laughs) Oh, man. We'll see. We'll see. Um, The appointment for the hairdresser is tomorrow. Mm. This is a pre-recorded show. So by showtime, we will know. Yeah. Today? No. Yeah. Tuesday, sorry. I thought today was Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, it's Monday. (laughs) So by appointment on Tuesday. The show's on Sunday, so look out on the socials that's in loud on Twitter and Instagram. Post a cheeky selfie. Was that yeah, there will be a cheeky po- like mm. selfie posted on the off chance that I don't chicken out. High chance I'll chicken out. I am a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, but I'll, I'll try not to. I'll okay. walk in and I'll be like, hey. But if the second the hairdresser gives me side eye, I'm like, oh no, okay, just cut it. <laughs> just the trim then, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> oh. I'll still dye it regardless. I'm going to buy the yeah. hair dye today. Yay. <laughs> I love dyeing hair at home. Oh, love it. It's, it's a fun hobby of mine. Streaky mess. <laughs> Yay. I've stained things. Yay. With, I, I have stained so many things with the hair colour I've been using at the moment because I just keep using too much of it. <laughs> It's a disaster because it. I'm not smart. I don't be like, hey, let's just use it once and like every <laughs> now and again. I'm like, no, every wash we are doing it. We're putting too much in, leaving in for five minutes and then not washing it out properly because my hair's <laughs> too long and I can't deal with long hair. And then I'm going to stain everything and pillowcases with it. And you know, if I'm there because there'll just be lots of blotches of purple and red everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So valid. <laughs> so, and, uh, what are you frothing though? Well, frothing? well, well, well. This one came in yesterday, last night. This Ooh. froth um, on Instagram. Alex, the astronaut, posted a like a video thing, just be like, oh, comment like a winky face emoji to be like, if you are having a good Sunday. And I was like, I'm having the best Sunday at the moment. <laughs> I was like living life. I was like, I had a really good Saturday night, went into Sunday, just so like a lot of happiness at the moment. And then I was like, yeah, I'll come in a winky face. And so I was like, boop. And then like five minutes, 10 minutes later, I don't know how long later, I got the notification and it said like, Alex Yashinot has liked your Instagram comment. Alex Yashinot oh. has replied to you. And oh. I died. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 
<laughs> I was making noise. I was so excited. And they were like, rock on, Patty. That was her response. And I was like, the last. You're going to get that, you're gonna get that so- tattooed. <laughs> I should. I should. I was like, oh, so happy my little heart was just like, wee, 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 wee. And it was, it was just so much. It was just so much happening yesterday. And I was like, that just was like the little cherry on top, I reckon. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so good. I was like, boop, happiness. Boop. Yeah. And that was, that's one of my thoughts. My other one is that I, thanks to ads on social media, it led me to buy some pins that are very queer. <laughs> and one of them is like a little love heart with an arrow through it that says daddy then I got another one that says sounds gay I'm in and then a little and then uh, one of the pink triangles that says the first pride was a riot and I love that that my little pin and badge collection and then one day I will be bothered to put them all onto a denim jacket like I have the denim jacket I have the pins I just don't put it on. I can't be bothered. There's so many. <laughs> I'm excited about. Uh, I'm excited for they're you. I'm excited for them to come. They've been cute today. Yeah. I got the email before. They're like, they're on their way. See, I'm wearing my denim jacket right now and I've only got one pin. Yeah. I, I feel like I need more, but also this one pin's like pretty perfect because I'll send a photo to you, Patty. Yeah. But just for our listeners out there, it is a gold clown that dances. Amazing. It dances because its legs are on a thingy, like a string thingy. And so every time I walk, he just like wiggles his butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's so but cute. also, <laughs> terrifies it because it's a clown. My favorite pin, it was a B pin and I lost it in the city. Oh. I know where, like, like somewhere in the grass area of like the what's it called, the, the state library. Mm. I was going to call it the library of the state, but that's not, that's not correct. That's really correct. <laughs> the, pretty the, close. the grass area around there, it fell off and then I couldn't find it. Can I just say, I really hate that for you. Because time I realised it was gone, it was too late to try and find it again. <laughs> no. So, so bring in the mood down again. Uh, <laughs> we lost beeping. We, we lost. It was like, this was back in February, though, so like I've had time to get over it. But I'm like, Great. Yeah. Now I have one less pin. I can well, go by myself well, another one easily, but I'm like. Well, now you've got three more, so. I know I've got three more on their way, and I'm very excited about it. I don't know how people are going to feel about them, though, if they see them in public. Who cares about people, am I right? I know, but I'm like. Oh. It's a bit saucy. It's a bit saucy. It's a bit cheeky. It's a bit. It's a bit gay. It's a bit gay. It's a bit cheeky. It's a bit saucy. That's just the one. Just like the other one. Like the two other ones, I'm okay with. But it's just like the one that says "Daddy" in the love heart. I'm like, oh, it's a bit saucy. It's a bit risky. Not safe for work. No, it's not. Anyway, this is a non-judgmental zone and. No, I am judging a little bit, not going to lie. You. Thank you. This is a non-judgmental well, zone, Emily. And <laughs> <laughs> Mike, well, 
Um, <laughs> I am. I'm openly kink shaming you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I feel so valid. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's amazing. <laughs> I do. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this this has of course been loud and queer. To keep the convo going, chat with us via our socials at Sinloud on Twitter and Instagram. Or listen to us again and again and again and again on our podcast, the links to which are in the bio of our social media because we're organised. And they're everywhere. everywhere. And if you need some good music to listen to, you can check out our Spotify playlist, The Loud and Queer Mixtape 2020, which has heaps of queer music in it, which is amazing. Um, Kate... Tuning in for Sunday Sweets. They'll be playing some bangers as well. Definitely tune into them. They're great people. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> They're great people. I'm excited. I'm them. excited to hear the new Sweet 16. I always love me a Sweet 16. <clears throat> tune in for that. And then tune I think that. we'll see you next week. We all hope you stay safe, stay hydrated. Don't forget to treat yourself every single day because it's important. To treat yourself with water. No matter what it is. Hydration. Hydration stations. <laughs> yes, hydrate yourself with water. Water is your treat every day. Is a glass of water. After that, I don't care what you do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we'll leave you with a song now. <laughs> Help. <laughs> we'll leave you with a song. This is Glitter by Ultravolt. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Queries is a show on Sin Nation, run by gender diverse, LGBTQI, ace and arrow youth. Visit sin.org.au slash Q-U-E-E-R-I-E-S for our podcasts.